Happy Monday, beautiful people. Welcome to Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rose Ivy. I'm excited to be up this morning. I don't know why. No particular reason. It's just, you know what? I feel like I read something. I read something the other day that said, um, celebrate your life every single day, right? Like, I think the question was, would you, would you rather have uh, money or good health or something? And I, I'm thinking, I, why, why has it always got to be a choice? Why can't I have money and good health? <laughs> but the gist of it was, no matter what, no matter where you are, celebrate where you are. And so that's pretty much the mantra for my life. Celebrate where you are. There's good in everything. So I hope y'all had a good weekend. I know I had a good weekend. Oh my God, this heat wave. Where's Martha Van, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas when you need them? Heat wave burning in my heart. Yeah, it's hot. And dancing in these streets. <laughs> but the porch is in full bloom. Folks have come through. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It was just people, people, people. And uh, and it was really good. I, you know, I, I love this porch community for a lot of reasons. One, because I just like company and I like to entertain and I like good conversation. There was a bunch of good conversations over the weekend from everything from Christianity to the black experience to white equivalency to education to you know who the hell wants to eat mushrooms or trip <laughs> i'm telling you the conversations run the gamut nothing is off limits everything is sacred i mean you know listen what we don't do it's not we don't do any gossiping on the porch like there's no gossip you know uh it's never any of that uh it's always good conversations though it's always Who's doing what? Where they at? How can we support? Oh, that's a good idea. That kind of stuff. It's always a good idea. So, uh, so it was good. It was a great weekend. Uh, Lisa Dent finally made her way to the porch. Lisa Dent is the executive director of uh, Art Space here in New Haven. Um, uh, uh, HU grad. And HU, I mean, the Mecca, I mean, Howard University grad. Um, so, and I believe her sister too, her and her sister Judy who is a script writer for Disney and Netflix and all the things, but they came on the porch. It was great. We had a good time. It was fun. Um, and they were absolutely lovely. And, you know, I've been trying to get Lisa Dent on the porch for God knows forever in a day, but you know, she's busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got their thing. So she, so she made it to the porch. Uh, let's see who else. You know what? I had in my calendar to go to the movies and I did not go. So I'm a little bummed. So I think I'm going to try to go tomorrow because tomorrow's $7 day all day. So, yeah. So um, um, I didn't make it to Compassion Fest on Saturday. Uh, and I did not make it to uh, Coventry. Ife and I were going to go to Coventry. Uh, but our, our great love, Sarah Lulu, popped into town with her charming and adorable ne nephew, Edward. Uh, he was at a, some kind of Yale business camp. And, uh, and so she, she had to come pick him up on Friday. So of course uh, she pops in and hangs out for a few hours and pizza and conversation and wine and laughing and joking. And oh my God, just, just illuminating. And, 
and he's such a lovely young man. I think I blew his mind with the whole Gatsby conversation. You know, F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote The Great Gatsby. And it's been made into a film twice, right? One with uh, Richard, uh, Robert Redford. And uh, the other one with Leonardo DiCaprio. And so, you know, when I was in college, I had my English lit teachers. All my teachers was Black, except Mr. Majumdar, who was from India. And, uh, and that was my first experience with an Indian teacher, an uh, Indian person. So he taught, I forgot what he taught. I want to say he taught science because I was a science major for a minute. So I think he was teaching like quantum physics, like some old mess. So anyway, um, I had an English teacher who said, hey, uh, a liter literature teacher. She said, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald had clues about Gatsby. Gatsby was black. He was passing for white. And, you know, we were all like, huh? And so, um, so uh, she said, why else would they hate him so much? White people don't hate other white people like that unless they think they're lower or black. And he wasn't, he didn't class, he, he wasn't Jewish. He wasn't um, Irish. He wasn't any of the things of the time. So uh, F, F. Scott Fitzgerald alluded to the fact that Gatsby was black and passing as white. And that would make sense for the time. And it makes, makes the story makes more sense because the hatred of Gatsby goes beyond, you know, when you look at it and you're like, and you see the white characters up there, and it's like, he's just a self-made millionaire. Like, why do they hate him so much? Okay, wrong side of the tracks, but money fixes that. Well, when you insert race into the narrative, then you understand the hatred and you understand why Daisy couldn't run off with him or be with him because she knew them babies was going to be black as hell. And no white woman was going to endure that. <laughs> that is, I don't care how much money Gatsby had, and he had a lot, he, she could not take that risk. So, so anyway, um, Sarah's nephew was blown away by that. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to text my English teacher right now. <laughs> I said, just, I said, look it up. I said, now, I had this conversation 40 some odd years ago, right? When I, when I was in college, I was a freshman in college, was English lit. And uh, I can't remember my teacher's name. I, I used to believe I could remember all my teachers from college, but I can't. Oh, the, the aging process is real. And I don't even think it's an aging thing. It's just like, I just know a lot of people. I have an unusually, I know an unusual amount of people. And so that speaks to why I can't remember a lot of things. That's how I'm going to call it, because I just feel like I'm not going to chalk it up to aging. Um, so yeah, so we had that conversation. And you know, I'm almost finished reading 400 Souls, which I, this book has been just amazing to me. And I was looking at my pile of books. So it was on my pile, because we had a pile of, we had a stack of 10. So uh, I finished I forgot what the hell I read before I started reading 400 Souls, which is crazy to me. I, it just drove me crazy. I couldn't remember what the hell I read. But anyway, I got eight more, eight more books in my stack to read. And oh my God, they could not be more heavier books. I took a picture. I was going to post it up on, uh, on, you know, on my social media. 
I'll tell you what I got left to read. So the next book on in my pogs, I'm just pulling from the top, is um, Octavia Butler's Kindred. That I'll enjoy that. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy every book. I'm trying to go fiction, nonfiction, fiction, not, but I don't, I don't think it's gonna fall out like that, because after Kindred, um, it's gonna be Morgan Jenkins. This will be my undoing, and then after that, Salvation by Bell Hooks. And then after that, um, Tarana Burke with uh, Brene Brown, You Are Your Best Thing. This is going to take me right into the damn fall, I'm going to tell you. Um, Toni Morrison's The Source of Self-Regard. And somebody gifted me that book for my birthday. And it's such a beautiful, I love this shade of pink. I think I need to take this to the store and match it so I can paint on my walls this color. And then, the, and of course, the 1619 Project. I have that book. And then... Dr. Blight's Frederick Douglass. Honey, and Frederick, that Frederick Douglass book is like 8,000 pages. <laughs> ah! And then uh, the love songs of W.E.D. Du Bois. That's that's the last one. And, I, and I'm not finding more books, wink, wink, until I, until I get through these books. But my goal is to get through this list. And then when I finish this, I'm going to stack up another 10 books. And let me tell you something. I, I got books to stack up to read, to read. So I don't, I don't never have to buy another book ever, ever. And you know what else I thought about too? I'm gonna make use of the library. So if there's some book that I must absolutely have, you know, the reason why I buy books is because I know I'm not going to read them immediately. And I like to be able to put my hands on them quickly. So I buy them, stack them somewhere. Cause I've got, I get books for my birthday. I get books for all kinds of stuff. You know, people give me books because they know I love them and I read them. I'm a reader. I read all kinds of books. Uh, and I'm on this thing about reading just Black books at the moment or books by Black people. How about that? You know, and then there's some books that I want to I wanna um, reread, like uh, a Chebby's uh, uh, Things Fall Apart. I read that in college. And it was, you know, to read about... <sighs> colonization from the African from an African author's perspective was mind-blowing I carry that same book I still have the same damn book because I just was like what and you know when I was in college you know and when you go to a black ass college everybody's black intelligentsia right we all think we smart and blah 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 and a talented 10th we you know we all we all into that vibe right I don't know what it's like on these HBCU campuses in these 2000s but in the 80s baby we dressed apart, we acted apart, we talked apart. <laughs> it was black exodus to the nth degree. It really was. It really was. That's why, you know, my little old school, Barbara Scotia, I, I didn't care that I went to, I, it, Barbara Scotia was amazing for me. And for me, as far as I'm concerned, it was just as good as Spelman or Howard or, or, or Grambling or, or Jackson's Tennessee or, where, I mean, wherever, FAMU, you know, wherever, wherever. Everybody, everybody repped their school. And it was fine. I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't feel no kind of way about that. I, you know, I'm a Connecticut girl in the South, going to school in the South. And, uh, you know, my grandparents liked that idea. I liked the idea. I didn't know anything about the South, except, you know, used to go down there for the summers. And, you know, my grandparents, but that was it. So to go in the South and to live in the South, you know, to, to live in Concord, to, 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 to be in Charlotte and Winston-Salem and Greensboro and all the places in Salisbury, uh, you know, because we, we'd run over to Livingston 
in Salisbury, we'd run the Charlotte to Johnson C. Smith. You know, uh, that's what we did. So it was a different time, a different dynamic. I don't know what they do now. I suspect they still do some of the same thing. You know, when I dropped my door off at Bennett, I was so, I think I was more proud than her. I wish she could have stayed, but I, you know, the pandemic hit and it just, it just stressed her out. And, you know, I, I'm not one of those parents that'll make a kid do whatever. Not when they, not when they're the age where they can make decisions. You know, when they were kids, I make them do all kinds of stuff. No, you're going to do this. Yes, you're going to do that. You know, and, and, and didn't care whatever their thoughts were. I know people are like, oh, that's not good parenting. I don't care. <laughs> you're going to go to this concert. You're going to go to this art exhibit. You're going to do this thing. You're going to participate in that. And that was it. You know, I heard when Marcellus talk about, you know, his father and mother, because they were they were jazz musicians in their own right. You know, Ellis Marcellus was a, already, you know, a famous jazz musician when uh, Winton and Branton, uh, Branford and all of them were coming up. It's like a gazillion of them. But he, I, I saw him in an interview and he said, my parents used to make us go to all these music concerts. We didn't want to, we didn't want none of that. You know, we didn't want to hear nothing about jazz or anything. We wanted to hear the music that our friends was hearing. And in New Orleans, everybody was listening to everything. Yes, yes, yes. But um, he, he said, my parents made me go all the concerts. We had to sit up front and all this other kind of stuff. And, and he was like, if it wasn't for them making him it, it uh, learned how to appreciate that kind of music. He would have never been a jazz musician. And, uh, and I just thought that was such a good story because kids don't know everything. They just don't. And that's why they have parents who do. And parents don't know everything, but we know enough to like put in front of kids culture, class, and, 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 and manners, right? If, I mean, if you, if you, any kind of parent worth your salt, um, you, you give, you give them some home training and you try to give them some culture. But anyway, um, <laughs> anyway that that's my Whitmar Salas story so uh yeah and uh let's see that the Hamden free concerts are still going on I think they've got a couple of more under their belt this week next week and then uh I think the Hartford Jazz Festival is over I think the Bridgeport Jazz Festival is coming up so everybody's got everybody's got some something going on so there's there's a lot to do um we're gonna make our way to Coventry and see uh, uh, Frank Mitchell give a talk. I think he's giving it on July 30th. Um, and it's, it's uh, a coverage is about an hour and a half away. And Frank Mitchell, Dr. Frank Mitchell curated this exhibit called um, Freemans. And it's about um, uh, Africans and indigenous people in that part of Connecticut. You know, and and what they brought to that part of the Connecticut and their culture and the history and the roots of that. So, um, so I'm I'm in this arts mode. I tell you, I've been chasing art for quite some time, and um, and so to go see free stuff that people that you know curated, like what? <laughs> I'd be some kind of fool, and I have a car. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Get my ass in the car with my friends and let's go see some art in a part of Connecticut that we do not spend any time in. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. So, um, and then I'm, I'm going to go back and see um, 30 Americans. I think I'm going to take Andrew to that as part of his birthday present. Uh, and happy birthday, Andrew. You know, he's not listening at all. <laughs> but I hope, I hope you had a good birthday weekend. 
<laughs> so now you know if you're listening or or if somebody you know is listening be like oh yeah babs take you to see the exhibit in new britain uh for your for your birth part of your birthday present yeah i am i am so now you know cats out of the bag so yeah so we're gonna do that and then of course i like to get into new york um i've got a good girlfriend who might come in this week i have to get back to her because uh isa moss wants to come into town to hang out on the porch because she's on vacation and her son is on uh, vacation with his father's people so um so yeah so she she probably hop on the train and come hang out for the day so I'm gonna get back to her today. I mean, I got 50 million things. Um, I got 50 million things going on. So I have to do that. And uh, let's see. I talked to the brothers last night, the New Hall Corporation. These brothers have been running basketball summer league at Lincoln Bassett Park for 22 years on their own dime. So I'm gonna give that information to Paul because I think, I think Paul, this should be a story. I think that should be an independent story and, and maybe somebody could go and catch it on Sunday or whatever. They do it on Sundays and, uh, and, and they provide food. Sometimes they, they sell food, hot dogs and hamburgers are free. They sell like fried fish. And so I was talking to them last night cause they brought us a whole container of food. <laughs> cause, cause they know I entertain on the porch. So they're like, Oh, you could just heat it up, and give it to your friends. I was like, you know what? That's what we're going to do. But they've been doing this basketball league for 22 years. And these are young brothers, unsung brothers who just said, you know what? This is how we're going to give back to the community. See, it's all these kinds of stories. So when people say, oh, and they grumble and whine and carry on about, oh, there's nothing for these kids to do. That's a damn lie. And if you think that there's nothing to do, and if you voice that, then it is, and then it is your responsibility to go and do something to make it not true. That's all I'm gonna say to people from now on. When I hear people say, "Oh, there's nothing for these kids," well, what are you willing to do to give these kids something to do? Otherwise, you're just talking ish, and I'm done with just people talking ish. I don't want to hear people complain about a damn thing unless they come with a solution. Do you understand me? So these three brothers have been running this summer league for 22 years out of their own pockets. I talked to them on the porch. They came up on the porch because my, my landlord, neighbor, friend, Keith, lives upstairs for me. And he said, um, 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 he said, yeah, uh, Keith told us who you are and what you do. We know you, we know you. We were just waiting for you to sort of notice us. I said, well, I've been noticed. I noticed you last summer, but I don't know. It didn't connect till I just talked to you now. So I had a good conversation with them. So I'm gonna bring them on the show. I'm going to give them some dates so they can come on the show um, and talk about why they do this. I mean, there's a bunch of people. There's a, there's a brother around the two blocks up running the garden with young, young, young sisters and brothers. Got them kids in there gardening like they in Mississippi somewhere. These kids don't have no, no connection to the earth. So you give them a connection to the earth in their neighborhood. And I know we love to take people out of their neighborhoods. I believe I believe that, but I also think we could grow things in our neighborhood too. Not just food, but we can grow culture and community in our neighborhood so that, you know, when they go from neighborhood to neighborhood, there's stuff going on. Anyway, that's my, that's my story. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to catch up with them. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to reach out today. Once I get off air, I'm going to reach out to them and set this up. I'm going to send their information to Paul so he can reach out to them because they need a, they need a real feature. They need a real story. A real story, because these brothers have been doing this 22 years. 
without fanfare, without any, without nobody gives them money. They <laughs> these men work and they pull out they pull. I was like, what? I was like, Lord Jesus, let me let me put you all in front of people who might be able to give you some money because this takes a lot. And you know, and they only want money to buy like jerseys for the kids, you know, because you want kids to look 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 nice like Deion Sanders when he went to when he went you know coaching basketball football and he went down to Jackson State and he and they were like that football program is trash and he was like what the hell he started getting his little football friends together they done you know leveraged some money they they not only did he buy jerseys for his team he bought jerseys for the other teams because kids want to see their names on their jerseys like the big big schools and, you know, honest to God, white schools didn't want black kids in their schools until they started recruiting black kids to be on their teams. And that started to drain all the HBCUs because before then, black kids was at HBCUs. I mean, they were at Grambling and FAMU and all the schools that had football and basketball, all these kind of things. But then these little white schools started offering, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do this, and started draining um uh uh black kids from black schools you know and then not graduating that's the other part of this horrendous story is that they weren't graduating them they just like use them up and then send them off to the nfl or whatever and, but anyway that's a horse of another color i'll talk about that another day i do have to pause and drink some coffee <laughs> Anyway, it's that kind of vibe that these brothers are doing in Lincoln Bassett Park. It's that Deion Sanders kind of thing, right? Like, let me let me just let me just do what I can, where I can, how I can, when I can, and uh, and they do it. And I mean, listen, they 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 put the porter potty out there. They get out there the day before. They clean the park up. The police help them clean the park up sometimes. People, are... and there's never any problems. No problems. They peacefully get to play. And it's like a little mini festival and little kids are in the water park and it's great. Now I don't, I don't go down there. I can hear the whistle being blown from my house. <laughs> I can, I can hear the game. <laughs> I'm sitting on my porch drinking good wine, good rosé. So anyway, yeah. So, so that, so that, that's, that's, that, that was a wonderful thing. Seeing my friend Sarah was was amazing. It was good to see her and to give her all her her um, Christmas presents. And of course, she came bearing presents because you know she's been uh, uh, listen. She's been to South Africa, Dubai, Greece, Portugal, <laughs> and she she brought us all gifts back from. She brought me rose rose lotion from uh, Portugal. She brought me uh, a scarf from Dubai. Um, she brought me, uh, uh, leather earrings from Greece and, uh, and, and, uh, something from South Africa. I don't know what the hell it was, but something. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, all these goodies. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, mm. so that's where we at. So that was Friday, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, a bunch of people come in. And you know, I you know what I love about I love about it is people come through in waves. You know, there'll there'll people come in the early afternoon, there'll people to come at night, that kind of thing. So um that was good. And then uh Julia, 
and her guy came over yesterday afternoon, hung out for a little bit after uh, uh, Lisa Dent left and her friends. So you know, it's been a, it's been a, um, it's been a, a productive weekend. You know, I, I get to sit and relax and chill. I get to sit, sit and relax and chill. So uh, I, uh, I've got the, uh, the latest edition of the Inner City. The next one comes out on Wednesday, uh, but I got the latest edition because I, I, they, I always have it in my car. They never get in the house. Uh, and so you know how I do the, you know how I curate the content for the Inner City. You know, the first couple of pages are what's happening right now, the stuff that I get for the New Haven Independent, the Connecticut News Junkie and uh, uh, the very local up to the minute kind of stuff. Uh, and the pictures always look great. I just love that we could pull from the independent. Thank you so much, Paul Bass, because um, these pictures are gorgeous. And then, and, and the arts paper. So between the New Haven Independent, the arts paper, Connecticut News Junkie, um, that's the first part of the paper, the first part of the paper. And then when you get deeper into the paper, it's all the stuff from the Black News Wires that we are members of, paying members of. So, um, so the next half of the paper is about what is happening uh, around the country and stuff that is of importance to Black people specifically, uh, all that kind of stuff, lots of opinion. I, you know, I, I am a fan of commentary, uh, particularly of the Black intelligentsia because nowhere do you get to hear it. I mean. The New York Times is chock full of white people waxing poetic. The Washington Post is chock full of white people waxing poetic. And, and, and periodically there's some black voices in it, but primarily it's white people talking to white people. So when I pull commentary from the black wires, and I'm talking about the good thinkers of our time, like Julianne Malvo, um, Jesse Jackson writes amazing op-ed pieces and commentary pieces. Um, there's a lot of folks who, who write who, um, I mean, Ben Jealous writes good uh, commentary. Uh, so I, I, I pull all their stuff because I just think um, to have their perspective, but talking, to, talking about and for Black people, policy, policy that affect Black people, um, anything that affects Black America um, at all levels, I, I try to uh, focus on because you don't get opportunity to sort of see that. And when you watch news, in the, you know Sunday morning political stuff it's just white people talking to white people except for Jonathan Capehart who took over for um, um, uh, our girl so uh, so commentary is very important to me and and I'm very thoughtful and I don't I don't I don't let me tell people right now what I don't do I don't give a damn about opposing opinion on anything because the opposing opinion is always right wing crap. I don't need that mess. And black people, I, I'm gonna do you a service. I'm not gonna put it in the paper. I don't give a damn who it is. I'm not gonna put Republican propaganda in the paper. I'm not doing it. Cause that stuff is just ridiculous. It's insulting, demeaning, and just stupid. So I don't, I don't run it. Unless you can find me a Republican of good heart and mind, I'm not running it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't. I'm certainly not saying that but I've not come across. So until, until somebody writes something of, 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 of meaning to me that's not ripe with propaganda, I'm gonna let it go. That's all I'm gonna say. So anyway, uh, that's, that's how the paper is set up. And, and you know, trying to 
you know, all kinds of stuff. You know, of course, there's Yale Health stuff. And I always try to run health stuff. I always try to run, uh, particularly, uh, particularly around the things that kill us, you know, high blood pressure things, um, various cancers, um, diabetes, sickle cell. Uh, I try to run stuff about those kinds of things uh, in the paper, uh, you know, how to, how to get information for that, that kind of stuff. So I, so I do that all the time. So, so you can always count on health stuff. You can always count on local stuff at the front of the paper. And in the middle toward the end of the paper, you'll get what is going on in the rest of the world. And I try to get um, the international stuff, specifically things that are happening on the continent and the continent of Africa, that's what I mean specifically. Um, and every now and again, um, because I belong to some wires and I can get information. Um, and so I try to get the most timely stuff. Like, you know, when there's new presidents, uh, when there's some breakthroughs going on, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then we have an extensive uh, uh, classified section, you know, uh, and public notice, uh, here, uh, notices of public hearings, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, and, then there, and then all the activities that are going on, like stuff that's going on, like the Beersy Zoo, uh, you know, the, how you could get in for free, um, the Lake Quasi stuff, um, the Ridgefield Playhouse that's got stuff going on. Um, and they've got, uh, who they got coming up? Uh, they've got uh, the Fifth Dimension, August 5th. You know, up, up and away, my beautiful, my beautiful, you know, balloon. So, uh, you know, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. So that's the fifth dimension. Uh, Bernie Williams and his all-star band, Lady Smith, Black Mongazbo. Mombazo, Lady Smith, Black Mombazo. If you've never seen them, um, you might remember them singing Graceland with um, Paul, uh, Oh my God, why is that escaping me? Um, anyway, uh, somebody, will, somebody will tell me in a minute. But you, you might remember, um, <laughs> um, uh, when they, Paul Simon, thank you, PB. Paul Simon, when they did the Graceland album, that's when everybody learned about Lady Smith Black Mombazo, this, uh, I, I guess, group choir group it's like a gazillion of them <laughs> from south africa um uh and they they are just amazing and beautiful and if you've never heard them you might want to take a ride to the ridgefield playhouse get you some tickets and be enchanted because really that's what you want um and then uh let's see what else is going on and then there's a bunch of um the urban nonprofit network they've got some uh, QuickBook training and uh, grant writing training, you know, and then on the back, which is the, you know, the, 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 the best real estate of the paper, the best real estate of the paper is the back. And of course we got um, uh, Hartford Healthcare Amphitheater. I swear to God, they changed names of that thing so many times. I don't know what the heck, I just, you know what, the amphitheater it used to be the ballpark, I think. Anyway, they got my favorite group of all time, Earth, Wind & Fire, August 3rd. Now, I see Earth, Wind & Fire every time they come, but I, I don't think I'm going to see them this time. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, I don't think I am. And then they've got uh, Kalani, 
I don't know, Kalani. I think I have to ask my kids about that one. And then August 28th, Boys to Men, you know, you know, Motown Philly back again, doing a little East Coast swing, Boys to Men. Yeah, so uh, they're going to be in concert. So that, that, that might be a good, that might be a good date night. I'm just saying, if you, if you, if you had a loss for what to do in your dating life, check up, pick the inner city up. See what's happening, you know, because it, it might be it might be challenging. You might not be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And I we get this all the time, me, Ife, and Marquisha. People are like, oh, how do you know what's going on? You know how we know? Because we are plugged in. You have to be plugged in, baby. You just can't stand on your front steps and hope that information blows your way. It doesn't work that way. You have to go where stuff is. If you like live music the way I like live music and my friends like live music, then you have to like look for where live music is. Cafe Nine is one of my favorite places. Uh, Firehouse 12 is another great place. All over town, there's um, Nick, uh, Nick DiMaria's playing jazz with his group. At, at Jack Steakhouse. Um, then there's the, the jazz on, at, on Thursday nights at Harvest. I mean, there's music all over the place. Hell, there's gonna be music on the porch. So you know, people are like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know." Yes, you do. Stop, stop. Plug it. Just plug in. You always go to the Arts Council calendar and look up what is happening. That is such a good resource. I tell people, go put your stuff there, but also look for stuff there. That's a good. That's a good paper. That's a good. That's a good site to just to get started on how you get into the arts communities and how do you plug in and how do you do that stuff? And, you know, there's stuff that goes on in the city that I miss, which, you know, I, I was looking at the doggone film from uh, the Arts and Ideas, <laughs> you know, the wrap-up film that they have out there floating on their sites. And I was like, darn, I, I missed so much. I thought I saw everything. I mean, I knew I didn't see everything because... I knew I was going to miss stuff because it was the choices were so amazing. I mean, the choices were very hard this year. I mean, they were ridiculously hard. It's like, you have like, do I go see this or do I go see this? You know, like I had to be like very mindful, like, Ooh, I have to go see this. But if I go see this, I'm going to miss this. So, and I, listen, the best part of the, the whole arts and ideas festival for me was wrestling with choice. <laughs> wrestling with choice i loved every minute of it so i told shelly because she was on the porch too i said listen we're gonna do it all again next year we're gonna figure out what we're gonna go to and uh and see so when i get off air today i got an interview with uh the access to law school because i applied for the program and as you know it's a law school prep program for new haven people and uh, I, I was telling somebody this story. I said, you know, when this first came up, I was telling my girlfriend, Sarah, this story on the porch. I said, you know, when this came up last year and I had um, James Foreman and the woman who runs the day-to-day -day operations of the program, um, I, I, I was intrigued by it. And I was just thinking, how could I push people into the program? I wasn't really thinking about it for myself. There was a little bit of that seed growing in me about, oh, I should do it. And I was like, hmm. 
you know, at my age, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So it rolls around again. Uh, James Foreman reaches out and says, hey, Babs, uh, you still interested in having them come back on? Yes, absolutely. Come on, every year. Come on, let's recruit. Let's do this thing. So when it came on this year, I started to think about who I could get, you know, who I could make sure to get this information in front of. And I, you know, I sent it to a couple of people, young people, activist people who I knew. And I said, you know, you might want to do this. And then it just, and then I could feel myself being drawn to it. And I started immediately talking myself out of it. Like, I'm 59. I, what do I really want to, you know? And then, and, and how the universe works with me is everywhere I went, across my wires at my other office, everywhere I went, I would see 90-year-old man gets PhD. <laughs> Great-grandmother graduates college with granddaughter. <laughs> Swear to God, everywhere I went, I was like, all right, universe, what, what is the dealio? So I call Addis Castillo, who was, who was in the program, came to the program. And she's way younger than me, but she's not 20, right? She's, she got a kid going off to college, um, you know? And she's like, Babs, you should do it. You'll love it, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and my, my older was in the program, Devin. Uh, he he went through the program. He loved it. He's like, you know, I'm I'm getting geared up to run again. So I haven't taken the LSAT, but that's my intent and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I was like, oh, you know, let me, let me think about this a little bit more. And I kept getting the messages, you know, about older people doing all kinds of stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what, let me, let me just, let me sit down and do it. I did it. I asked a good friend of mine to write the letter. He immediately wrote the letters. He sent the letter off before I even sent my application in. <laughs> so I got a message from them saying, oh, we got, we got a, a letter from uh, blah, blah, so-and-so. I don't want to say who it is until, until he says I can say it. But um, I got a letter from so-and-so. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. My application is right behind it. It's coming. Like, it's coming. So I had to sit down and like, write all these essays and do all this stuff and jump through these hoops. I was like, okay. And then I had to track down my damn trans college transcripts from gazillion years ago. Anyway. So my interview is today with the, with them about what I want to do and why I want to do this. And I think for me, uh, it is a, uh, it is, it is freedom fighting at another level. And it is acquiring the tools to fight a system um, with their tools. And I know, I think Audre Lorde said, the masses house cannot be destroyed with the masses tools. Well, we gonna try. <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna damn sure try. And, uh, and I just think, and it's a two-year commitment of Saturdays, which is fine. I mean, I, I spent four years at the Mercy Center in uh, the School of Spirituality. So I, I, I don't have a problem with the commitment of time. Four years are going to come and go whether I do it or not. You know, two years are going to come and go whether I do this or not. And, uh, and I'll do it for two years. I mean, I'll, I'll commit to the program and we'll see where we are. Now, if law school... If the, if the path to law school manifests, then I'll be in somebody's damn law school. 
and be graduating at mm, 63. <laughs> I'm doing a thing. I'm doing a thing, y'all. I'm doing a thing. That's it. So law school, here I come. If, if that's the path. I'm, it might be enough that the two years I spend with, with this cohort, whoever the cohort is, um, and learning how to take the LSAT and preparing for law school, that might be enough to quench the, the thirst in me. I, I doubt it because I still feel the call to divinity school too. So we'll see how this all plays out. You know, I am nothing if not committed to different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, so I had my interview today about 1230. And I think they start, the cohort start, the cohort starts in August, I think. I'm going to have to let them know, listen, I'm going to Marrakesh with 20 some out of my dear friends <laughs> for my 60th birthday next year. Listen, that's what we're doing. We're going to party in Marrakesh. So the uh, the PSA and the call letter is about to come up. And uh, I'm going to let that happen. And then, uh, and then I'll be back after we take a little bit of a break. I'll be back to riff some more because it's Monday. I'm hot. You hear me fanning? I mean, you can watch me fanning, but can you hear it? It's like a hummingbird. It's hot. Hot. I'm not complaining. I like it. Some like it hot. Some like it hotter. I like it hottest. I'm good. So here we go with some PSAs. We'll see. Come through, PSAs. Come through. I'm ready for you. I know. Come through. Yes, these are my nails by Sammy. I know they're gorgeous, aren't they? Do you see that? That Sammy is flawless. <laughs> And, and they're nice. And she got, I, I had to do green because I don't really like green. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Since I don't like green, do green. And she's like, since I know you don't like green, we're going to trick them out so that you'll like it. Let me tell you, I really like it. This neon green. And if I'm in the club and these pop up, these are uh, glow in the dark, this neon. There's um, it's an unlikely uh, percentage that uh, I'll be in anybody's club trying to show off my glow in the dark fingernails and toes that's not happening i don't know where the psas are i don't know what's happening <sighs> i'm new haven health director marissa bond if you or your there family you have covid19 symptoms or think you were exposed to someone with covid quarantine stay home and get tested on day five if possible if you have covid isolate wear a mask vaccinate get boosted and tested as needed those are the best ways to stop the spread of COVID. At this time, we are vaccinating everyone ages five and up. Stay safe, New Haven, for all of us. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. Oh, do you love me? Don't belong. 
been staring at distant shores I've been waiting, wanting more for the whole night And it ain't right I've been saying what's on my mind Trying to explain what can't be defined And for so long It's been so strong Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear These love notes The ones that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories And these love notes I found in an old coat Mean something new All because of you Someone to lean on, can you hear me? Come near me I've been dreaming my angel will come But I never expected that you'd be the one Now I've found you I wanna stay around you Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear That I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Means something new All because of you
Gosh, the wheels indeed keep turning on Babs Rolls. Ivy, welcome back to Love Babs Love Talk. Baby, have y'all seen the trailer for Wakanda Forever? Have you seen it? It is all over the internet and people are in their feelings. We're going to have to have pop-up Wakanda therapy sessions. (sighs) Angela Bassett, the queen of all things beauty and regal and royal, it's just, I mean, the trailer, I mean, it's just, I mean, our heart, our hearts are broken. Chadwick Bozeman. And let me, let me say something to the news channel wait, with their ridiculous group of people over there. So the woman that was on the news, I guess, I don't know who she is, some, uh, some new white woman over there mispronounced his name. Don't they, don't they talk through this stuff before they get on air? So she, she mispronounced Chadwick Bozeman's name. And I'm thinking to myself, how could you, how could you mispronounce a name of somebody that popular? And then I was like, well, she's white and she probably knows nothing about black people, ain't spent no time talking to black people and nobody over there talks to black people. And if she would have just asked Keith Koontz, maybe he would have been able to tell her how to pronounce it. I'm throwing shade. Yes. Because I that woman just, I just wanted to, girl, get off the TV with that. She just mispronounced Bozeman. And I, I just don't understand why, but all right. Anyway, anyway, back to the trailer. 
the trailer was launched this weekend, sometime over the weekend, and it was stunning. I've I've watched it several times, like it's like it's the damn movie because it was so. <laughs> we we and everybody's been posting their feelings about it. <laughs> People are like, oh my God, I had no idea this was going to be this emotional. Oh my God, I had no idea this was going to be <laughs> like everyone. Like, I'm reading everybody's comments about this. Oh my God, I can't believe it. And, you know, I had to post up too because I know some folks who don't, who didn't enjoy the movie, which I, I don't even understand how. It's like, oh, because people will say, and these are black people will say, oh, this this how could this be this not even real blah 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 no it's not real it's fiction neither is harry potter neither is aquaman neither is batman neither is any of these (laughs) it's all fake right not fake i don't even want to say fake because you use the word fake is unimaginative it really is just unimaginative when you people say fake news fake this and other that's just unimaginative and that's the language of colonizers you know who who don't have the wherewithal to agree with anything so they'll just call it fake because what else can they say they don't have they don't have they don't have have the wherewithal to call it anything else so you know this is just fiction and it's fiction where we win do you understand it's fiction where we win and uh thank god to the creators of uh black panther and black panther you know uh in the Marvel universe was um, created with the, with the with the mindset of being powerful, black powerful. That it was his creation. So, so the movie just it just adds to the cachet of that. Um, so, if you've not seen the um, the trailer, and you should, it's all over the these internets. <laughs> It is stunning. I can't wait to the movie. Like, I hope somebody does some kind of red carpet thing, because I swear to God, when 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 uh, the when Black Panther came out the first time, Mercy Quay and, and company uh, did uh, 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 let's let's show up as black as we could be kind of event. And we did. You know, I tied up my head, put on a you know, I put on put on my fur and had on African clothing. I mean, I was just beautiful and we all were so i hope it's the same kind of thing happens because this is not to be missed you know and i don't even and you know people were like oh i'm not gonna see it well i don't even i'm not even gonna converse with you about it like you know what you don't want to see it i i'm not into convincing business so that's on you but i'm gonna tell you something you're gonna be on the wrong side of history (laughs) because when they ask you 30 years from now when this thing turns 25 they're like well where were you Oh, I didn't want to see it. And then it's like crickets. <laughs> like, like ever? Like not forever? You didn't want to see it? Like what? So now, 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 just before it comes out, I'm going to go and watch Black Panther again. I'm just going to go watch it again. That's it. So, so, yeah. So that, if that wasn't enough, Joni Mitchell, I'm such a huge Joni Mitchell fan. Like, hands down she's the best to ever do it um she 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 was at the new newport folk festival on sunday and uh belinda carlisle y'all know belinda carlisle from the go-go's or whatever the hell it was um 
brought her on stage and uh and she sang a couple of her songs you know she sang summertime she sang uh, uh she sang a bunch of things and she was in uh she was in fine voice you know what i mean like she's you know she had an aneurysm a few years ago and she's still kind of recovering from that um and you know she you know she doesn't do any she's not touring she's not doing any of that kind of stuff but she came out and she did this thing you know and her voice has changed a bit i mean she's you know she's a smoker she's all these things but it was just good to and if you you could hear because i think somebody posted up the video of it but it's just nice to see these old dogs out there doing their thing and people were here for it you know um winona judd uh belinda carla i hope you know all the all the all the uh folk greats <laughs> you know who are out there doing their thing um and you know my 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 favorite Joni Mitchell I mean I have a bunch of Joni Mitchell songs but the older I get the more I appreciate both sides now right that's that's one of my favorite songs I remember the first time I heard it I, I don't think I was old enough to appreciate it I just loved it for its for the way it sounded and the way just the way it sounded but as I've aged I love it for the for the words now. Like I love it for the lyrical content because it just speaks so much truth to power. But I mean, listen, listen. Everybody has sampled her from Janet Jackson to whoever. You know, uh, Joni Mitchell is everything. So, uh, so it was really nice to sort of uh, see her take to the stage and to be so well received. So, if you have not had opportunity to see it. It's up on YouTube and all the places wherever you get your social media. <laughs> so that that was a highlight. I, I thought that was uh, I, I I was really pleased by that. So uh, that's a that's a thing. Another thing, uh, the monarch butterflies are about to jump on the endangered species list. <sighs> so I know there are people out there working hard to save these butterflies. So God bless them. Help them. I don't know. I just think, I just feel like if something as delicate as butterflies could get extinct, we're not too far, we're not too far behind. <laughs> I'm just saying, save the butterflies. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what is happening to, to make us, uh, you know, uh, notice that these butterflies are going extinct. I don't, I, I don't I don't know what is happening, but I'm just hoping, you know, that those scientists that are working on this work on it and, you know, help us, help us save ourselves. That's what I'm going to say. Help us save ourselves because, child, we just be trying to get off this earth. <laughs> we don't take care of the earth and we and we don't and we don't like people who want to take care of the earth. That's that's really what it comes down to. So it's as if we hate the earth, because if we really love this planet, everybody on this planet would do their part to save the planet. But there seems to be this foolish misconception that somehow or other, it, 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 if we do nothing, that further damage won't be done. <laughs> it's like, where, where, where in the world is that ever true? <laughs> I don't, I don't know where that is true. And the people that sort of say that mess get on my nerves. So anyway, um, Jordan Peele's movie, Nope, uh, has raked in $44 million during this opening weekend. This brother know how to make a damn good movie. I'm still on the fence about whether I want to see it. Because, you know, that 
that psychological scary stuff wears me out, man. But I want to support this brother. So maybe I'll buy somebody a ticket. Not to feel like I'm supporting it. Because, you know, these psychological thrillers where, you know, it's dark spaces and creepy. Oh, man. No. <laughs> I can't take it. I don't want to take it. But anyway, it made $44 million. And that's pretty, uh, that's pretty damn good. So uh, uh, I don't, I, I, I think, uh, that movie is probably going to hit its goals. And the, and the reviews are, uh, the reviews are amazing. It's got good, good reviews. So, you know, as when the reviews make the, the, the rounds, then people will get more interested in it, you know? So people like, um, uh, Daniel and, uh, Kiki, uh, and I, I like that he, that Jordan Peele says that Daniel, Kalaleo, Kalaluya, I think that's how you pronounce that. Kaleyu um, is his, you know, like Martin Scorsese had uh, Robert De Niro. You know, he liked working, you know, Scorsese liked who he liked working with. So Jordan Peele's like, this is who I like working with. You know, like uh, uh, the, the guy that Denzel always works with, um, Scott, Ridley Scott. You know, he likes working with, Denzel Washington and you know so everybody's got their artists that they believe can you know carry their story in a way that they imagine it so uh yeah yes 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 so uh I might see it I don't know I I gotta be in the right kind of mind to see that kind of stuff I you know so yeah so but I'm gonna tell you um Marvel is coming with Wakanda forever. And I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. So uh, whenever it comes out, <laughs> be ready, be ready. I might have to see it eight gazillion times. I'm not sure. We'll see. And if somebody has a red carpet event, I'm going to be right there. Let's see what else is going on. I, there was something else I, I saw that I, I know, I know they're, they're having uh, a lot of rain issues in India right now. It's pouring down rain and, uh, and they're having a lot of problems. Um, and, and my heart and prayers go out to the folks of India. Hearts and prayers go out to the people in Ukraine because they're still fighting. They're still trying to fight that Russian menace who is trying to take over their country. So they're still fighting. Um, um, they 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 will not give up they will not give in and uh and i think whatever the world can do to support them keep doing it um they haven't been taken down yet and i and and this this whole idea of russia stealing these children under the guise of evacuating them is trash and i i i don't know how the world allows for that i don't know how the world allows for russian people to take these people's children and then what? Make them their children? Like how do you how do you do that? Well, like, and why would you? Isn't there laws to this? To the aren't there rules to how you have wars with people? I don't know. You know, it just sounds. You know, this is white on white crime. I mean, if white people don't care about it, I don't know how much more I could care about it. <laughs> if white people in the world don't care about what's happening in Ukraine, 
uh, with this Russian, with Russians, because Russians is white people, Ukrainians are white people. They're all the same people. And if the world is not upset about this white on white crime, I, I don't know. I dare say, I don't know what my voice is going to do. But I, I, it just seems to me taking people's children ought, ought to be off the table. I mean, I think of so much that went down in this thing should be off the table. But that's neither here nor there because I don't make the rules. I don't even have to enforce them. So anyway, I got a lot of friends in Paris right now. My, my girlfriend, uh, Carissa Van Tassel, was there for the, for the summer. Uh, um, uh, uh, Helen Calder, Calder is, is in Paris. Um, Stacey Ferguson um, is on her way to Paris. Everybody's going to Paris but me. I don't understand that. But you know what? I see these, I see these pictures from Paris. It looks hella crowded. I don't, I don't like Paris in the summer. I think I like Paris in the spring. It's cool. It's not that many people. Like, I, I want the city to myself. I don't want the city with all these people. I don't like New York City. I don't like New York City with a lot of people in it either. You know, I just feel like if, I, if I'm going to be in somebody's city, I just want the whole city to myself. I know. I know it doesn't work that way. But if you go at a certain time, you don't mind, whatever it is, then you could have, this, you could have places all to yourself. So I don't want to. I don't want to be in places at the popular, most popular times. Do you know what I mean? I just don't. So, um, so yeah. So I've got I've got a bunch of people who uh, who are uh, in Paris, <laughs> who are in Paris, going to Paris, everywhere. So I'm just yikes, yikes. So people are people are about this traveling life, even though, even though. Even though the variants of the coronavirus loom ever large in our lives, I guess people are like, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep it moving. I don't give a damn. We gonna, if we die, we die. I'm just gonna die standing. I'm gonna die standing in line to get on a plane. <laughs> I, I, I just think that's what we, I, you know. Uh, I, I just think that's where we are. And I, I think we just have to accept that. You know what I mean? Like we just have to accept that people are just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to go where I'm going to go. I don't care if I die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to go with that. So, uh, Lord have mercy. Anyway on to other things, on to other more profound things, like how hot it is. Oh, the, the image, I was watching a Whoopi Goldberg on something with the uh, director and, uh, and the lead actor in Till, the Emmett Till movie. Um, and uh, I guess it's gonna make, a, it's gonna make his Oscar pitch. Um, and the uh, the trailer it's called um, the harder they fall, with uh, actress Danielle uh, Deadweiler, and uh, all American actor Jalen Hall, and Whoopi Goldberg, um, and so I don't I don't know about this one. I mean I I think it's a good idea that this film should be made absolutely because I think Mamie Till was absolutely courageous in saying you know what, I'm going to let y'all see what they've done to my son, you know, and, and, 
and and uh, it's it's and and there's been shows that sort of um, skirted around the Emmett Till story. So I'm I'm here for it. Do will I see it? I I don't know because my capacity for the continuation of Black pain is uh, ev- forever more ongoing and you can't get away from it. And I don't want to run from it. I know the story of Emmett Till. I have a whole, there's a bunch of books. I have a bunch of books on Emmett Till. Um, and I, and there's a, there's a lot of layers to this thing that people don't even know. Um, and, uh, and so I have to, I have to uh, think about when and, when I want to see this, if I want to see it at all. So we'll see. But uh, if it's as good as they say it is, I think um, I think it ought to get all the accolades that it deserves. Do you know what I mean? Like it should, it should, it should get all the accolades. It should get all the awards um, as it makes its rounds. And, uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be excited about that. Will I see it? Who knows? You know, I'm in this place of just wanting to see happiness. <laughs> I, I know that that might be that might be a that might be a a, a, a far-reaching thing to sort of to say that. And 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 I don't I don't dismiss the hard things. I don't I don't say that to dismiss the hard things. And I don't say that to say that I turn a blind eye to the horrors of what is happening. No, I just, I think for me, I just have to make a bigger space for joy and and unabandoned joy um, because these are challenging times. These are very difficult times. Um, And we all, you know, I said this a gazillion times, you know, we, we, we have the capacity for all things, for all the emotions. We, we can celebrate, and experience sorrows, you know, in, all in a s- full sweep. So, so I'm not suggesting that all I want is joy forever and always and not be concerned about the hard things. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I want to center joy first and foremost. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and, you know, the way that I do that is to build the community of the porch that I love so much. That's what I, I like. So, uh, anyway, hopefully there'll be a storm today and it'll break some of this heat and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens because it is hot. And uh, although uh, it's been a nice breeze on the porch, I will say that. I will say that. So let me see what else is going on in the world uh, that we could shout out. I get about a half hour, 40 minutes. And then... uh, Oh, look, on the on the New Haven Independent, the Fairhaven kids get an early start on Mandarin, which is so cute. Look at these babies. So they're going to learn some Mandarin uh, Chinese, which is a lovely hey, thing. They, hey, they Harry. Should, hello, Babs. They should get a start on Mandarin. We're going to be speaking it pretty soon when China takes over. Yeah, well, we thought that about the metric. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I was a kid and they were like, oh, the metric system is going to take over. <laughs> I, mean, I don't see one. I don't see not one measurement for metrics nowhere. We still um, using um, inches. In the nineties, it was Japan who was going to take over. Um, but now it's China. Um, What's that song? Everybody wants to rule the world. 
and that uh who is that um everybody wants to rule the world uh, like every day somebody's jumping up saying i want to run the world all right okay tears, tears, for- tears for fears <laughs> now that's gonna be on uh, my head all day till i play it now i gotta go play it so i can get it out of my head i just want to say because angel asked is Mr. Drills hiding? I actually just came off of my suspension. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the station manager suspended me. Who who, who suspended you? Oh, the, you suspended yourself. <laughs> the station manager. So wait, Harry suspended himself. Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Be, sometimes uh, I have to. Sometimes I'm out of line. Uh, were you out of line? When were you out of line? I don't know. <laughs> Harry, are you well, having like conversations with people I don't know anything about? <laughs> you know, oh I, I, I figured I went, I was in the studio <sighs> last week and uh, Paul wasn't talking to me. So I figured I must have done something wrong. No. So, well, you know, I put, ba- right. I put baby in the corner. Okay. <laughs> don't put baby in the corner nobody puts baby in the corner that's right don't you know what so good news for you babs what scientists are working on a drug that lets you live till you're 200 years old no i don't want that drug what you enjoy life so much. i know but i don't i don't want to live to be 200 i'd be too tired <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I know if they I can't I can't even imagine get to the first 100. No, but if they do that, do they have do they move the Social Security age? Oh, shoot. Right. Do they move the retirement age? Well, does it have to be the 200, though? Like, can it <laughs> can I get a lesser dose? <laughs> and, you know, there's a big movement on the stock market, which nobody talks about is it's the fountain of youth. Um, basically, R&D, right, research and development. People are investing big money in fountain of youth, um, technology, and drugs. So, yeah, I mean, two hundred years is a long time. I don't, Harry. I... <laughs> I'm only fifty three, and I'm tired. I'm like, I'm not tired, but I can't imagine two hundred. I couldn't imagine another hundred and fifty years. Oof. I, I, that's not how that works. Can I get a lesser dose, Harry? Just get me to well, I mean, even one hundred. Well, how old was um Moses? Was like nine hundred years old, right? I, that's I listen. Oh, not Moses. <laughs> not Moses. Um, Methuselah. Adam, right? Adam grew to something like eight hundred. Anyway, so Harry, why not I get? Can't, I can't put much stock in what those people. Why not say? get back to that, Babs? Mm-mm. You know, you 200, you can't. The only thing you can move at 200 is your eyeballs, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know what 200 years would look like. I know. And why I mean, are they working on this drug? And who do they give it to? And how will they know? How will they know? That's the thing. How will they know that you can live to 200? Because well, because either they have to take that drug or leave really good notes. <laughs> for the people you know what that would do to the nursing system in this country oh god we don't even like the old people we have unless they could reverse the aging process you know your body's aging process 
Oh, well. If they do that and I, you know, and I stay well, where I'm at right now and I grow to 200, that's different. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Um, But no, just to But grow at some to, point, you're going to have to die. Don't you think? <laughs> well, no, because you could transfer yourself to, to a computer, to the metal world. Oh, my God. I, I've seen the metal world and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the metal world? Harry, there's more racism and sexism in the metal world. Like, why yeah. would I? <laughs> it's a little racist. It's a little, you know, uh, uh, men I, still are disgusting pigs in that world. Uh, I, I don't know. Why would I want that world again? <laughs> Maybe you could create your own bubble worlds, right? I Can you, though? You should be able to. I don't know. Okay. You should be able to only allow people into your metaverse. But I don't know how, how that's going to work. So I, 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 Somebody will figure that out, right? Like somebody will be like, let's, let's segregate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you do it by like-minded instead of race. Race? It'd be different. I don't know. I don't know. You know but how, how often, you know... Has have you seen that where we evolve? I don't know, but um, while while science is working on that, you have the World Health Organization who this weekend declared monkeypox a public health emergency. Yeah, I figured it was coming. Um, not a not a pandemic, but but an emergency, public health emergency. That's the first step. I saw that. I saw some children got it. Two children got it. Um, yeah, you have to go read up on uh, on it. I, don't I, I know they said you have to, you know, work hard to uh, not expose yourself to risk. Well, right. The the like, well, I'm not having sex, so that's that's they they were the exposed. They were exposed <laughs> to people with it. Um. So, I mean it. It is that that's how everything spreads. <laughs> I, I I think this earth is trying to get us off of it. Oh well, yeah, I got some really good stories about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So in Honolulu, oh, man. Hawaii, Hawaii. I love saying Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, so a person was swimming in you know, in the ocean, and a sea lion, not a shark, a sea lion attacked them. A sea lion went after them and started biting them in the sea. Now, I understand sharks getting confused and thinking, you are a sea lion. And what eat. does the sea lion think you are? Right. What does the sea lion who eats fish? They think, think you're you a big are? fish. <laughs> you can't swallow that guy. I didn't even know sea lions attack like that. Right. It, you know, I I should probably show the little video here. Um, but it's so strange that you know. I, it's, I, I I'm telling you, Harry, these everything wants us off this planet. <laughs> so. I'm not sure if you can see this. Yeah, you see it? There goes the sea lion. The guy's... <laughs> look. The, you know guy, what it is, Harry? I think these sea lions are like, you know what? I'm tired of these humans in the water with us. 
Or maybe the sea lion is jealous that a shark might want him instead of the sea lion. I think sea lions are like, I'm tired of y'all. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, honestly, this world is bizarre right I now. I think these. I think these animals. Did you see the um, shark that could go on land? The little sharks. <laughs> well, you know that. I mean, that's the evolutionary process, right? So the guy goes, "Oh, we shouldn't worry about this. You should just be amazed to see." And I'm thinking to myself, that is always the opening line to these crazy movies, right. Harry. Because before you know it, there's going to be these big sharks. <laughs> oh, you know, until the shark is ringing your doorbell. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> Pizza delivery. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look and, out your ring doorbell, you're like, is that a shark? <laughs> I know. It's like it's somebody's pranking me here. It's like, is that a shark at the door. <laughs> <laughs> so in Florida, and oh, I saw this morning actually uh I'm not surprised by anything that goes on in Florida. Well, I, before I get to this this morning, I saw a couple of deputies having to deal with a 12-foot, 500-pound alligator in somebody's front lawn. Um, and they're trying, <laughs> the thing is spinning around. They got a rope around it. I'm like, oh, my God, you see? And that's because they're trying to relocate this thing. I can't, Why not just shoot the thing? I, I know they, they don't have a problem shooting bears, but they have a problem not killing these alligators. I know. Just, you know I don't understand that. And it was spinning and it knocked out a uh, a lamppost, a, a light post. So, I mean, these things are massive and so strong that they could just knock out a light post, but whatever. What does these alligators add to the ecosystem? <laughs> they do they, do they keep something out? Like, you know what I mean? Like, do they keep something that they? I don't I know. Mean, like, what, what is, like, what is there? Because I just feel like they could just I mean, they don't have no problems with open season on deer and bears and all that. But why not alligators? Like, what is it about? I mean, if you if you dislike your dog or you don't want your dog, you can walk and buy a lake in Florida and get this make it disappear. Oh, um, God, there it is. <laughs> that's what happens in Florida. Well, this is why the mob would like drop these bodies in the Everglades, right? Because that's right. You <laughs> drop it in the Everglades. You, um, they found a, a snake with some guy they saw the shape of a person over them so uh a snake has swallowed a, a guy so yeah i mean if you want to get rid of something you do dump it in the everglades you're just like but so that was the alligator this morning but a hundred pound sailfish in florida leaps from the water and stabs a woman in a boat what? so a sailfish, which is basically like a swordfish. Oh, okay. It leaped from the water and stabbed the lady in a boat. Did it kill her? <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I saw... It um, didn't die, but... I saw, I saw a fish jump to the boat too, Harry, and attack somebody. I want to say it was a shark. Yeah, I they... They're acting very weird, these things. No, they're acting like they want humans to get off this earth. <laughs> like, you are bad for the environment. No. Maybe, maybe they're all growing feet. 
they're evolving and they want to get rid of us before they get on the land. See, this is why I don't want to live to be 200 years old. Because <laughs> then I got to, then we got to deal with that kind of mess. A Sharknado is coming. and they Now know. we got to deal with that for real. Like, you know, these, you know, you know, there's some cats somewhere, Harry, trying to resuscitate some dinosaur DNA, right? They grown it. I'm sure they are growing dinosaur eggs somewhere in a lab somewhere underneath somebody's science university. I know it. So they can say, look what we hatched in captivity. And then guess what happens when that happens? They're going to mate. Oh, we don't know how they mate. Or maybe they don't need two to mate. They could just mate. And then we're going to be overrun with dinosaurs. (laughs) Isn't that the Jurassic Park story? That is, and you could count on that. Some there is some dinosaur in somebody's lab right now. Harry, I'm, I'm, I'm. Listen, these people found, they found some, uh, some, uh, some stuff in the Antarctica because the the ice glaciers are melting, and they found some DNA of some old disease that don't exist anymore so you know you gotta those guys gotta get it back to the lab and be like oh this is exciting ah well they're they're saying i I forgot what is what is called something formation something anyway um they, they are worried about that that as the earth warms and these polar ice caps just keep melting some ancient diseases that yes. have been trapped to get out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, and, and the sun has been going through a series of solar storms and is shooting out um, radiation, solar radiation towards the earth, right? So, and there's a, there's still, it's still going through this series of solar storms. So we could, and we don't, at any time, there could be a coronal mass um, burst from the sun that could knock us out completely of electricity and everything. So you never know what's going to happen because we're right in the midst of solar storm season for the sun. Mm-hmm. It's shooting stuff at us right now. So that's why lately there's been a lot of things weird with um and why do we want to live to be 200? <laughs> why are they working on that? I don't know. So, so you can see the downfall? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to, I was like, so I want to live to be 200 so I can see the sun kill us. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. <laughs> it might not happen. Okay. It's, this isn't unusual. Okay. But All you right. just never know. Like I'm just other, trying to understand. Other planets have experienced it and all of a sudden they're gone. Oh, I know. I just saw, I read something about. You never know. They just heard something in the universe somewhere beyond what we imagine a response. Well, they've been getting responses for a while, right? And. They're going to be able to pinpoint it pretty soon with this new web telescope. Um, I don't know if they're going to tell us, but they're able to look. Did you see those pictures? Yeah. 
they would have looked to um, the Big Bang. Right? That yes, that those pictures are incredible. So yeah, so it's like uh, billions of years they could go back and see uh-huh. what our solar system's been doing. Um, so they, if they pointed to the right direction, and all of a sudden they discover other, I shouldn't say people, other species or whatever, intelligent yeah, people. I'm going to go with people. Um, whatever it may be. It could be a lizard, perhaps, you know, an intelligent. Uh, I'm going to go with people. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be the only ones. There's got to be some other Yeah, people. but but do, do will they have evolved with two eyes, a nose? Two nose. So, I think they're already among us. Yeah, that's what a lot of people you say. Know. It's like they're just like, let me just see what these humans are gonna do. Cause they don't, you know, they're gonna be here a couple of centuries. Let's let's watch these humans, see what they do. We're not gonna intervene, we're just gonna observe, make notes, send back signals about you know how it's going. I believe that. How can it not be true? We can't we can't believe we're the only living things in the whole no. It it doesn't make sense because like they found so many Goldilocks um, planets uh, within different solar systems that have the same ev- evolutionary conditions that we have. Yeah. So, so there has to be, you know, there, there, there has to be. Oh, I believe, I don't, there's no doubt in my mind, Harry. I think, I think for me is to just, you know, I think we have to suspend thinking we're looking for us rather than whatever the life form is. Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, the question is, and this is kind of sarcastic, but the question is, <laughs> are the other species going to be as peaceful as us? No. We're not peaceful. That's exactly <laughs> the point. Right? Harry, so, we, we are, we are just... It, Peaceful. That's exactly that's exactly the point, Babs. And if yeah. they if they are not, we're not peaceful. And if they're worse than us, yeah, we got problems. We got a problem if they're Columbus coming to colonize. Yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe they've evolved from that kind of stuff, you know. But I don't know, Harry. When you watch these movies, when you watch any of these movies, whether it's Alien or Predator. Or Independence Day, or AI, or what's the what's the last one I saw with the, you know, they turned the planet into a dumping ground. <laughs> but I, I I keep forgetting that guy, that genius guy who was in a wheelchair. Yes. Um, he he actually warned us against continually trying to reach out to something in the universe that we have no idea what it is. Oh, uh, Harry, we said that. <laughs> we said it. You know, he's a, he's a genius, so I'm, I'm trying to associate my opinion with his. <laughs> so We've been telling people, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Right, so he, he you know, he's, he's talked about our history and, and how everything Thing ha- which has evolved on this earth evolved has evolved from from versus violent nature right so it's a what we are today is something that we forced ourselves to be our nature is to conquer and destroy and all of that 
the, the civilized version of us right now is something that we forced ourselves into. You know, we've mm-hmm. actually, it's just like a monogamy and all of that stuff, right? It's, it's your, your human nature is to procreate. But we've, we've evolved into wanting things to be different than our nature. So, yeah, so I mean, it, you never know what some, some other species has evolved to. Well, if we keep going down this road, we'll find out. And if we live to be 200, <laughs> well, the, the sun know, or the stars don't kill us. Well, right. Let's not forget that they're smashing um, atoms in that um, atom smasher in Europe, right? So they restarted that, and they're saying they're finding new particles. Well, okay. And if, so, we, and if we don't burn, if we don't burn down the countries, countries through right. war, and if we don't mind global warming and the earth itself turns on us, we might have a chance. Well, <laughs> and any, any, at any moment, and this has been the, the threat and um, the warning of these um, particle smashers could create a black hole which we could be sucked into. All right. So there is that because we're always experimenting. We go, oh yeah, it could kill us, but let's try it. You know, yeah, well, you know, you got to follow the science. You got to, you know, <laughs> follow the science into a black hole. Yeah, we got to do it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> into extinction. Okay. <laughs> we got to do it, Harry. It's, do it. <laughs> it's just too good and juicy not to do it. I know. That, well, you see, that's the truth. It, it is. It it's, is. It's, it's too juicy not to do it. Every <laughs> movie you've seen, Harry, it's always somebody. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. And they're like, yes, 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 yes. And then what happens? Well, yeah, because it's it's the it's always the search for for new information. Yes, I know. Junkies. Info, info junkies. Science I get it. And to be honest, it's not like I wouldn't do it if I had the capacity. Oh, I know, Harry. So I uh, I'm with you. I'd be like, well, it could, it could kill us all, but <laughs> I gotta flip, find flip, out. Flip of a coin, but Let's let's go for it. Flip that coin. It's like, oh, I gotta do it though. Gotta do it. Don't do it, girl. No, I gotta do it. Don't do it, girl. No, no, no. I gotta do it. I'm not gonna do it. Don't do it, girl. I'm not gonna do it. Next thing you know, silence. <laughs> All right, I, you know, right. I I don't know if I'm gonna be off a of suspension tomorrow, but oh Lord have mercy. Y'all listen to Harry if you want to. I'm going. Bye. It was a, it was a complaint put in by some, you know, the host of this show. Probably I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Ask the, ask the station manager. Anyway, you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. We'll see you That's tomorrow. Harry. All right, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody. Be cool out there. <laughs>